Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of season three of the Toward Light podcast. This episode, I'm going to talk about self-compassion. As I mentioned at the end of last episode, there are times in practice when we can clearly see dukkha, when we see through ignorance, and that seeing can be painful. Maybe we see how impermanent things truly are, or maybe we see how active greed, aversion, and delusion are in our minds, or maybe we see that we've been fooling ourselves into thinking something is quote-unquote perfect when in fact perfection doesn't exist. This can happen at the start of practice, but this can also happen at any time along the path. I've used the analogy before of spiritual growth is like peeling an onion, and so as we get to deeper and deeper layers, we're going to have this seeing through ignorance again and again, and the pain that comes with that seeing again and again. When these moments happen, they can be painful, and doubt of the path and doubt of ourselves can arise. So what do we do when we're faced with pain? We cultivate compassion. Compassion, or the Pali word karuna, is one of the four Brahmaviharas, one of the four divine abodes. Sometimes karuna is translated as the quivering of the heart in response to pain. Notice that the verb is quivering, not collapsing, not exploding, not hardening, but quivering. So in this specific moment that I'm talking about, this moment when we see a painful truth, or see how clouded we've been and are, or see an unwholesome pattern again, we can have the tendency to lash out or lash in or check out. And what compassion asks of us is to stay with the sensations and thoughts and to simply be with them. I heard a story from the teacher Michelle McDonald that I feel like illustrates the process of compassion. She had been out of town and there was a fire in her house. When she returned, some people came by, and the first person came into her house and said, holy shit. And a second person came in and said, you poor baby. And a third person came in and said, it could have been so much worse. Holy shit, you poor baby. It could have been so much worse. Holy shit, the seeing of the thing. You poor baby, the ouch, the pain. It could have been so much worse, the compassionate wisdom of zooming out of seeing this in context. One reason self-compassion is tricky is because there are cultural factors that may get in the way of it. So I'll go through a few of them. Depending on your culture and gender, you may have been raised to be quote-unquote selfless or to think that anything done for yourself is selfish. So when you offer yourself compassion, there may be a voice saying that's selfish, or other people have it worse, you should be offering them compassion. Or this idea that offering yourself compassion is in some way taking away from your capacity to serve in the world. Another cultural hurdle can be the value of perfectionism, which we can be influenced by in different ways. So if we aren't quote-unquote perfect in our estimation, we may think we don't deserve compassion or we focus over much on not being perfect. An example, I knew my friend had to do something hard on Wednesday. I did not remember to text her until Friday. If the voice of perfectionism took over, I could go into self-flagellation or the second arrow of dukkha. 
Or I could offer myself compassion for not being present the way I wanted to be for that friend. Another cultural hurdle is in this capitalist value of productivity and rushing. We may be unable to stop, to feel, to know we're in pain because we're on this hamster wheel of productivity. We can't offer compassion until we see the pain. So if we're overscheduled, overstimulated, overfull, we may struggle with even knowing that compassion is warranted. Self-compassion can also be difficult when we're not exactly sure where the pain is coming from. So we have a holy shit moment, but because we're busy, overscheduled, whatever, we may not see it as it's happening. Or that holy shit may be a compilation of stuff that's built up over days, weeks, months, or years. Another example. I met my husband in July of 2019. We moved in together, adopted a dog, were in COVID lockdown together, got married, traveled around Mexico, I had a surgery, and we settled in Mexico City, all in a two-year span. And that's just what was happening between us, let alone our families and COVID deaths, etc. So once we got settled into our apartment in Mexico City, I experienced a depressive episode. And it took me a while to realize that I hadn't been feeling all of these major life events as they happened, so they collected and became a big holy shit. Once I saw that, I could A, offer myself compassion, you poor baby. And to be clear, in that moment, self-compassion included starting to work with a psychiatrist. And B, zoom out and see it in context. It could have been so much worse. Not to minimize my feelings, but to feel more connected to the ordinariness of dukkha in this human life. I've talked about the simile of the second arrow, but another simile about the arrow that the Buddha shares is if you're shot by an arrow, before you pull it out, you don't need to know who made it, what they carved it with, what type of wood it is, what kind of feathers they are, blah, 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 blah. You just take it out. So with pain, we have a tendency to want to figure it out or fix it. And compassion is simply asking us to be with it. We don't need to unpack it. We need to be with it. We will get insights. We will get understanding by being with it. But we don't need to, quote unquote, figure it out. We're not our own self-improvement project. This is not a fixing thing. This is a being with. Compassion is being with. Offering ourselves compassion can be done in a formal way or it can be done throughout our day or on the fly. It can look like so many different things. It can be phrases or a mantra. It can be a hand of the heart. It can be a meditation radiating compassion throughout your body. It can be simple presence practice. It can be taking a shower. It can be drinking a glass of water. Compassion is based in awareness. We need to be aware to see the pain. So then continuing to be aware, we see what's needed in the moment. One of my first teachers, Dave Smith, used these phrases as part of his compassion sequence. I care about this pain. Caring is enough. Caring is enough. This is the essence of compassion. Simply caring about our pain is a radical act in this busy world. So as we stay with, as we allow our pain to be what it is, which will eventually change, right? Because of the truth of impermanence. So often we want to fix it or change it or make it go away right away. But if we let the pain live its natural life, 
It will arise. It will pass away. Maybe not in our time frame. Maybe not how we are expecting it to. But caring is enough. And the more that we tend to and care for ourselves, the more we can in turn be of service to others and the world. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net, or on Instagram at towardlight108.